Hey everyone, in light of the pandemic, we're practicing responsible social distancing and working from home. We'll be releasing a few special episodes over the coming weeks to help you get through these crazy times. Stay safe and thanks for listening. I caught up with Dave Snyder, someone I've known for years and a top-notch sales enablement coach. He shared very timely advice on how to approach selling during a crisis and how to maintain your sales culture while working from home. We went way over time during our recording, so this will be a two-parter. If you're a sales leader, be sure to tune in. There are a few golden nuggets for you. Hope you enjoy our conversation. So today we're speaking to Dave Snyder. Dave and I have known each other for uh, many years, many good, yeah. some very interesting years. Um, excited <laughs> yeah. to excited to finally talk uh, talk to you. We've been chatting about doing this this session for a long time. So super stoked about it, Dave. Why don't you just give us give yeah. us a background who you are uh, sure. and, yeah. and what Pono Learning is all about? Sure. Um... Well, let me just start with Pono Learning. Uh, if I give you kind of a snapshot, Pono Learning, we've been uh, working in the training industry for a good 20 years. Up until last year, we had to rebrand. We were, we were working under Edge International, my brother and I, and we had made some changes to the business and we rebranded to Pono Learning as we branched off. And um, basically what we do at Pono Learning is, you know, we do anything that sales enablement services. So anything from... Uh, you know, working with sales organizations on sales performance of their salespeople and their sales leaders. So, uh, you know, we're we're helping organizations and their teams really step up their game and really bring things to a different level. And really through simplicity, we don't believe, you know, we don't believe in complex situations. And really, uh, we we live with, through the motto of, some, you know, simplicity is... Uh, is key in everything that they're going to do. So if we're teaching people things, we want to make it digestible, applicable, and really, you know, complexity is the enemy of execution. It's kind of what we live by. So, uh, you know, we really help organizations maximize their their ROI on their people. And we do things from uh, sales training and sort of large groups, uh, team coaching, individual one-on-one coaching, and any general sales enablement services that customers may need. So everybody is kind of different. So what's what's really cool is it's not necessarily an out of box product. We really specialize in in uh, customization. So if, you know, I, I have this a lot. You know, in the old elevator pitch, when you I travel all across the country, as you know, Scott, and uh, people always ask me like, "What do you do?" And I talk to people with sales enablement. And they're like, "Oh, I don't understand what that is. What is what the heck is sales enablement?" Yeah. Um, services. You know, I I put it in a pop culture reference, kind of tell them that I'm like the Ray Donovan of sales. So we're almost like the sales fixers. <laughs> so. So it's it's kind of it's That's it's a good it explanation, thinking, right? Yeah. So you know we don't do the same things that Ray Donovan would do, and for those that kind of watch that show, it's a little extreme. But we'll we we go in in any situation where people need to really maximize their efforts and get an ROI. We'll come in and and create something based on that, their current situation. So it's quite a hectic time for us now, as you can imagine, going through all this COVID nineteen uh, roller coaster. Yeah, and so. Definitely first-hand experience of you guys coming in and, and being the fixers. Um, one yeah. thing that I always thought was cool with with a lot of the training and the more consultative approach you guys take with with your customers is yeah. the fact that you're always looking at who their customers are, not so much dealing yeah. with your immediate customer, which are the ones paying your bills, but really working with them on yeah. their customer experience. And and so how do you how do you kind of layer that into your overall coaching process? Um. You know, I think it's it's a question, and, and I don't know if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, and Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk is very popular right now, and he has one motto that he always says, you know, uh, 
uh, it's all about context. Context is king, right? You know, content is king. Context is, is, is a God, I think is what he says. And we really focus on the context of how they're really focusing and bringing that to the customer. So, you know, when we go in and I'll give you kind of a 30,000 foot view of how that process would go and how we can put yeah. customer experience into the, into the play is, you know, we spend, before we get in front of your team, before I sit in front of your team, Scott, you asked me to come in, uh, there's an aspect that we'll do uh, an understanding of what your team is, but there's also a certain level of understanding who that customer is. So we'll interview sometimes yep. uh, end users and try to get into the persona of who that person is. So, uh, you know, we realize in business that, you know, one size doesn't fit all, one size fits one. So we can't necessarily take the exact same thing. And, and you, uh, let's put it into wireless context, right? Because that's really what we're focusing on. And if you have two wireless dealers, regardless of what the carrier is, uh, there's unique advantages and unique cultures within each one of those dealerships. Uh, so, you know, your end user might be the same, so, or, or, or not, depending on regionalities, but we really put a lot of effort and a lot of hard work and, and blood, sweat, and tears and really making it contextually sound and make sure that it resonates to the people that are actually going to be using this stuff so that, you know, those people don't have to come in. And you see a yep. lot of training companies do this where they'll come in. It's like, here's a, here, here's just, here's an overall statement of what you should do. 30,000 foot, you know, view of it. And then they'll just send it out there and say, okay, good luck. You know, try to make it yep. work on your own. And then salespeople sit there and, and they're scratching their head. How do I make this work? And then it doesn't work. And then the sales leaders turn around and say, Hey, I invested all this money in training. Yep. It didn't really pay off. There's no ROI <clears> in it. So I think that's kind of, you know, that secret recipe, if you will, in the mix of trying to understand who your player is and actually that I'm coaching, that I'm teaching now, but also understand who they're hunting for and who they're actually working for. For sure. And I think that's a big part that, that we've taken to heart at Staplo, that it's not just the, the training of here's how to yeah. sell something. It's more the, the reinforcement yeah. of coaching after the fact that that's, yeah. you know, that's where you shine and, and that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. So, you know, fast forwarding into the last three, four weeks, I know you've been slammed. Uh, a bunch of your customers have reached out to yeah. you to do some, some different yeah. types yeah. Of, of sales training. Yeah. A lot of your coaching is tied to, you know, whether it's B2B or SMB, prospecting, customer outreach, or even yeah. working with retailers on, yeah. on similar approaches to, to sell more yeah. stuff. You know, do you think yeah. outreach is even appropriate right now? And if, and why or why not? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great question because that's a lot of times that comes up. And, and it's funny, Scott, that in the current climate that we're living in right now, it, it's literally, it's week to week, if not day to day, yep. of how this, <clears throat> not necessarily how outreach is going to change, but what the messaging inside of outreach. Because I think outreach is more important than ever right now, be a consumer, yep. uh, be it B2B. I think, uh, you know, it all depends on how your message is. I mean, you got to lead, obviously, uh, with empathy. And now, because like, see where we were three weeks ago. Everyone's like, okay, we got we to gotta shift. Yep. We got to really approach this with empathy and talk to our customers with empathy and empathize of how they're, how they're living through this. But what has happened? And it, it, it's funny because things have gone super fast uh, yep. compared to what normal, normal climate would be. Um, now what happens is people are doing outreach that are doing outreach are doing the generic outreach and our customers, be it consumer or business customers are like, it's almost the eye roll where there's like, oh yeah, hey, uh, I hope you're doing well and your family's healthy. Let me tell you what a promo I have. So what we thought it three weeks ago, which was empathetic saying, hey, I hope your, hope your family's doing well. Yeah. Now we've got a shift real soon, like, like I said, week to week. So now it's not just, hey, I hope your family's doing well. It's how do we put deeper and more meaning to it and more context to that message. 
So it's hope your family are doing well. And then now what else? So that's what we're really working on with customers, not just in wireless, but in, in other walks of life and in, um, you know, businesses that are still up and running, which are essential services uh, to let people know that, hey, we're here to help. Right. So not just I know you're I know things are crazy. I know that's the last thing yep. you want to talk about is spending a little more money. But if and when you do get to that point where you need help, we're here. Um, one thing I am seeing now is that the need or I guess it's a need for community and sense of belonging is stronger than ever right now versus where we were even three weeks ago. Community is is going to be uh, <clears throat> the big card to play right now. And I, I don't want to say it doesn't sound very negative, but I think that's the, the card that we have to play. And the meaning, the reason why I truly believe that is because our behavior that we are displaying to our customers today is a direct correlation to how they're going to view us in three months and six months when we do get on the other side. So, you know, part of the things that I'm working with with my clients is really helping them get aligned with their messaging so when it's appropriate for right now, which is could be completely different than it was three weeks ago, and yeah. making sure that all of these businesses come out on the right side of recovery. That's my that's my key thing. Like, are you preparing yourself to be, come out of this on the right side of recovery? And it may sound grim for some people, but that's yeah. the reality. Like, you know, we were talking about it offline. Like, <clears throat> what's next? Like, you got to be. Yeah, for sure. You know, you got to be three to four months ahead of the curve of what's coming. So that's really what our main focus should be and could be going forward. And and, and so that's an interesting point where you know you talk about what's what's next. Are you on the on the right side of that? Um, yeah. How do you how do you work with your customers or clients today and, and manage the the here and now of you know having that empathy, still knowing there's some sales yeah. targets in the background as much as people don't yep. like to hear it, but there's still sales targets in the background. How do you manage that Absolutely. without burning those prospects for the long-term or the midterm, which is three or four months out? Well, I think right now, and this is what I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting to, uh, to the clients that I'm working with, you know, knowing very well deep down at the bottom line, there's, there's a number to hit. And I think, you know, you can't st- focus on that number this is this is kind of a yep some people think it's far-fetched but but it's it's a really deep mind play and when you're working with your own mind because we got we're dealing us as humans that are working in sales because you and i are working in yep. sales at the same time yeah you know that inner dialogue and that negativity we turn on the television and we're getting bombarded we get you know we, you know you go on facebook you go on social media whatever the social media platform uh that you choose to, to use you get hammered on it. So it's easy to get into this negative dialogue. And when you get in this negative dialogue, you start picking up the phone or reaching out to customers, be it new customers, existing customers, regardless, uh, that sentiment takes over, right? That negativity takes over. And I think it's important that we really focus on the positive. You know, studies show that it takes at least three positive conversations or outcomes or positive uh, activities to negate one of those negative or to, to erase yeah. that negative thought. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to get the people to focus on is not that number at the end of the month. Like I got to hit this, this number, this dollar figure. It's really focused on activity. So this is where things are going back to worry about doing the small things correctly and consistently that in turn will eventually end up in that number. So what, what I've seen in the past little while is that the folks that have fallen into the trap of focusing on that big number will never get there because it paralyzes them. Because what happens is if you're focusing on that number, then all that negative, that negative inner dialogue starts and it just, you just crumble. So 
Um, right now, I think that the strategy that I'm suggesting to folks that I'm working with is, you know, having your salespeople and anyone in your organization, because now more than ever, every conversation you have with the customer is a sales sales conversation. And that sure. is not, not just your sales frontline people from your customer yep. success team, even from your accounting team. If they're, if they're still doing accounting and they're sending invoices out for whatever the case may be, um, you know, that's a sales opportunity. So everyone's in sales now, contrary to where we were about a month ago. Your whole organization's in sales, man, from the guy cleaning the windows and, and you know, disinfecting the counters and doors and door handles and stuff like that to the person that's actually selling. Everybody's in sales right now, which is a very unique thing. It's something that we've been saying for people like me and my my industry have been saying for yeah. a long time. But now we're really seeing it. We're truly seeing it out there in the real world. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a, there's a true awareness, and and my my hope is that some of that continues to be there longer term. Is you know there's yeah. that awareness cross functionally that this is what we're doing as a company. We need to make sure yeah. our customers in a great spot. So it's kind of taking a step yeah. back. It's not just about that top line number that you talked about. Anyway, so going back to you know knowing that everybody does have that top line target, but what we've seen at our company is you know that that full awareness cross functionally that there is a revenue number yeah. at play. But more importantly, yeah. it's making sure that our customers are well taken care of. We're, we're thinking about them first. It's taken us a long time yeah. to build up a lot of trust relationships with these customers. They've been our biggest advocates, as you can see on some of our social stuff. The last thing we want to do Absolutely. is be super short-sighted and say, hey, you're late on your payment today. Pay up. Because we know that yeah. long-term, it's going to just decimate our company. So. I think that's a that's a really good yeah. approach where it's it's really thinking about the customer and you know think about what is that relationship you're going to build with customers whether yeah. it's in consumer or small yeah. business or SMB that goes so yeah. far and we've seen that at our company it just goes so far when you're really yeah. thinking about what is that relationship you have with the customer what what do you want it to be over time and how yeah. do you how do you win together versus win yeah. separately so I think that's a great yeah. feedback um, and you know it's it's you made me think of something like as, as I'm having conversations with people, it's, it's, you know, they're asking me, okay, Dave, what are, what are, everyone needs a step approach, right? What are the steps yep. I need to take? And I'm trying to tell people it's three steps. And this is from, this is something that I'm telling them to bring to their, this is what you should be bringing yep. to your employees, your frontline staff and sales is number one, like as a leader, you need to be emphasizing what has not changed, right? To, to mitigate their kind yep. of negative dialogue. Here's what has not changed. Number one, and really emphasize and say, Hey, listen, like we're good. We're, we're you know, we, our my role as a leader is to make sure that they're comfortable. So, a is okay. What has not changed, guys? As much as things are crazy now, what's not changed? Because people want that certainty. The second yep. thing that I'm telling them folks to do is make sure you clearly articulate what has changed. Explain to them what has changed and how we as an organization or you as an organization are going to deal with it, so that they can get that message across and sink in, so they can turn in turn talk to their customers or your frontline customers. And the third thing, and I think it's one of the most important is make sure you're consistently doing what is best for your customer. Even though it yep. sucks, you need the revenue, you need the numbers. <clears throat> At the end of the day, if you can, and not everybody's fortunate to be in that situation on a business standpoint, as far as cash flow and all that stuff. But, um, you know, if we want to get on the right side of the recovery, it's doing what's best for our customers because that's where they're going to remember us. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And it, just to top up on that, it's crazy. Just again, thinking of my company and our our customers as well. The some of the ideas, the incredible ideas, that have come out in the last three weeks from our accounts team, our sales team on how yeah. to really be seen as thought leaders on you know managing communication with your customers during this weird and crazy time yeah. where 
you know, our whole platform is based on driving traffic into into stores to buy more stuff. Yeah. And it's it's right. really done a complete pivot where now we're focused on that. Like the end goal is still to help our customers, but it's a different pace yeah. where it's it's all about customer engagement, customer experience, making sure that we're arming our customers with tools to to engage yeah. their customers from a, a kind of that social localized approach yeah. of just checking in, make sure things are yeah. good. Hey, we're still open. We can help mm. you if you need anything. And I think that's that's right. rang true. And some of the coolest ideas yeah. that we've had as a company have happened, I think, in the last three weeks because there's a truly yeah. that that all hands approach to we need to figure this out together and make sure our customers are set up for a win. And you know, and what you're saying, you know, it, it goes to to my opinion of how everything is rolling out right now because with every situation that we live, Scott, there's a beginning and an end. There's yeah. always has been a beginning and an end. And you can yeah. look at, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is unprecedented times. And, and maybe I'm crazy thinking this, but I don't look at this as unprecedented times. We've gone through craziness before. It's unprecedented in the sense that it's manifested itself today as For a sure. virus, as, as a disease. But, you yeah. know, we've gone through this. And, and you know, old dogs like you and I, uh, you maybe more than I, but, you know, we've gone through. Ouch. <laughs> the, the, that hurts. Uh, the two, the two, I'm actually older than you, so I'll, I just look old, David. Uh, I'm years younger I than know, you. I just look old. I know, because you got that nice sun <laughs> on your on your face. You look young. Um, the 2008 <laughs> bubble, right? We went through that that bubble. Yeah. Uh, you know, we lived through that. We've lived through 9/11 in 2001. <clears throat> we lived through that. Uh, what else? The, the recession. We went through that whole recession too, tied with all that stuff. Um. You know, you might remember more than I, the depre- years of the depression. We got through of that. <laughs> we got through that. Um, but, you know, we'll never get back to the way we were. Like, I'll go back yep. to 9-11. The way we travel today is much different than what we did in the 90s, for example, or even before that. Uh, the way we, you know, with that 2008 bubble, the way that we're getting loans, uh, hopefully, is still yep. changed versus what it was back then. Um so, you know, we'll recover out of this. You know what I mean? We'll recover out of this and with that. And that's what I try to remind people. There is going to be an end to this. So how we approach what is going on and what we're doing, what's best for our customers, you know what I mean? That's what's really going to dictate how we're viewed. And that's our longevity in our in, in our business, respectively. So. For sure. I think you and I come from the same kind of school of thought where it really is all genuine kind of building real relationships with people and it's interesting you're yeah. seeing this with your customers or we're seeing it with ours where you know yep. they're they're relying on us saying hey how do we manage through this what are your thoughts on managing you know whether it's through training or through customer engagement they're looking to us as yeah. a trusted partner saying help us get through this and it's it's been mm. a really cool roller coaster ride to say the least on yeah. you know, helping out some of the biggest yep. carriers on completely switching how they interact with customers and the tools they use yep. to, Absolutely. you know, in the U.S. curbside pick a whole bunch of really crazy stuff that had never really yep. been a thought, and has just expedited things. So yep. I think it's kind of a, it's been yep. and highly stressful but interesting at the same time. That curbside pickup I find so cool because, you know, McDonald's <clears throat> and yes, okay, yep. I, I do eat a McDonald's. Contrary to what you may I see right <laughs> here, you're like, you're like Dave, you eat McDonald's? Yes, I do. Uh, haven't in a while. But um, I remember seeing for the first time curbside pickup on, on yeah. like in restaurants and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, isn't that an interesting concept? But now we're starting to integrate in other parts of our lives, which is it's fascinating. So, you know, 
going back to those all those different things that we've lived like yeah. you know they're looking to us folks like yourselves and, and ourselves over here to like where, where do we go we need some guidance right we need some certainty we need some guidance and and i always think look you know think back of all these different situations that have happened in the run in, in in the world yeah and coming out of every single one of those tragedies you know those tragedies paved paved the way for innovation uh technological breakthroughs yep. just reorganizing you know what i mean reorganizing of, of human behavior in our lives so it's i had a i had an interesting conversation the other day with a with a business owner uh, because he he would call me all the time when we shoot the breeze and he would tell me like oh dave i wish i had i wish i could hit a mulligan i wish i could pull out another yeah. ball put it back on a tee and hit another ball you know what i mean like start yeah, over or redo. for sure and it it dawned on me i'm like never in my lifetime do i or maybe others and i don't know keep me honest on this scott where we have lived a period of time where businesses have been able to put life on hold and rethink how they may be doing business because forever we've been trying to fix a plane yep. while it's in the air like oh shoot i gotta re i gotta change the way i'm doing business i gotta change i gotta shift i gotta pivot um now the world has forced businesses to rethink the way they're going to market, which is it's for me it, it's fascinating. I, I I maybe I'm crazy and I'm looking at the world through pink glasses here, but I look at this as a great opportunity. It's forcing people and entrepreneurs and business owners to rethink how we're doing things, which is it's that's a that is unprecedented in my honest opinion.